Happy Anniversary. Happy Birthday to you. <laughs> Happy Birthday to you. Happy Anniversary. Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. What accent is that? I feel so ill because I have not had sleep, just naps. How lethal that is! I can't nap. Can you not? I physically can't. Physically can't do it. I just can't go to sleep like that. <laughs> I like a good something nap sometimes. Be, something to be DNA. <laughs> I think something, something in your nose, love. I think something in your nose, love. To rain in hell. <laughs> so. What do you want to rain you know, in hell? There's a lot more uh, news this week. Is there? Yeah. We'll just go on a phone, shall we? <laughs> no, no, I've, 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 pre- I've actually prepared stuff oh, for Flux and prepared for Delta. Holy... Including going back to old times. So once we've done a little talk, I'm going to bring back something. Okay. Okay. I've been ready for us. Right, come on then. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a, the final episode of Skulf. The final finale to finish all finales. The whole wrap-up of this tumultuous series that has been indulged in Chibnall's ham-fisted writing. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. <laughs> and this is... Skullflux. So, any news this week, Harold? No, I not really. Know. I've got news. Have you? Yeah. Mm. So, within the space of two... No, a week. My brother has decided that he wants to become a stockbroker. <laughs> I don't know what a stockbroker is, but he's buying and selling stock. Well, basically, and shares. Basically, but in the form of NFTs. Mm. Are you familiar with NFTs? No, it sounds like something that you're not allowed to talk about. Something that you go to prison for. Mm. What did he get done for? NFTs. Oh, not that old thing. You don't want to be diddling the stuff like that. Don't touch them. <laughs> I'll go anywhere near them. <laughs> don't touch them. So I don't really understand, but I uh, commend. Well, my... I'm glad you're explaining it for us. No, then. I am, but I commend my brother for doing it because if it's successful, if he's successful in his in his uh, journey of becoming. A wolf in Wall Street, as it were. Uh, the Wolf of Wales. 
Anyway, NFTs. I think they're like... Well, they're non-fungible tokens. Right. Are they Bitcoin? They are often purchased and sold uh, via the means of Bitcoin or uh, Ethereum. Um, Basically, I think they're just... In layman's terms, they are images that can be purchased and they are unique to the person who who buys it. Like, uh, say it's like an art piece and they'll sell a normal painting at an auction for a million, million pound. Now, the same people, same person who painted that amazing picture, painting, may want to do an NFT along with it. So it's a digital version of it, but there's only one available, and it's somehow unique and is identifiable by a particular thing. That makes it one of a kind, basically. So it's highly sought after. But that can be... Online? Yes, all online. So it can be bought and sold. Unlike, say, like you got a JPEG of like a Google image of a cat. It's mm. it's like that. Don't know. Apparently, can make money off it though by buying right. and selling. So that's what he's got into. Interesting. And apparently, it's a good thing to be getting into. There's a guy uh, who's, who's trending at the moment for last week or the other week. Within the space of a week, earning uh, over hundred thousand pound just by buying and selling them. Mm. So, and apparently they're, it's a good time to get into them now because not many people know about them and how to scam. I don't know if they're scams, mm. but there we are. So, uh, that's a bit of news for you. Non-fungible tokens, they're getting introduced into gaming as well. Soon Leroy on a Fortnite game will be buying and selling her own skins. Not a skin, but what was the last thing Leroy bought on Fortnite? God knows. Hmm. I stay away when that sort of stuff's yeah, happening. Yeah, you best stay away. Best. I just don't want to know. No. I just look, I get an email off the PlayStation no, store to say thank you for your purchase. Oh, did it say like eleven ninety nine. Well, you know. Betty a bit there. It adds up. Yeah. Does add it adds up. up. So, yeah, that's my bit of news. I'm not well. So if, no. I, if I if I sound like I'm um, well, we are we're recording remotely this week. Uh, it's COVID secure. Uh, it's COVID Exactly. School. It's probably going to be the way for a while as well. You reckon? I would have thought. Yeah. Mm. We're back to this again. Back where we started, and it's going up to year anniversary. Yeah. Back yeah. where we started. How the mighty have fallen. Mighty. Fallen. Mm. Oh, look how the, they've tripped. Um, look how they've stayed the same. Yeah. Peaked. Um, um, so, I thought I'd bring something back. Don't know how you feel about this. Would you like a quiz? Oh, sh- Would I like a quiz? No. <laughs> best, le- best leave things in the past, eh? Mm. Mm. On this occasion, I want a quiz. All right, then.
I'm going to give you two quiz options because I have prepared more than one quiz. Oh. But for reasons beyond our control. So, um, choice number one is a very Wilco Christmas. Or choice number two is a very Harrods Christmas. Harrods. Harrods. Uh, Wilco, please. I don't shop at a either. Very, no, no. Okay, so you're going to go for a very Wilco Christmas. That yeah, means I next episode, people get a very Harrods Christmas. Is, yeah. Is it Wilkinson's okay. and Sword? No, not the shaving firm. <laughs> no. Wilco as in... Wilkinson's. Wilkinson's, but Shop. now Wilco. Oh, it's just called Wilco? Yeah, it's not Wilkinson's anymore, is it? Mm. Don't know why. We'll change right. it. What, just before we start the quiz, I just want to know what embodies Christmas for you? What says Christmas? Uh, stress. Mm. Cold. Mm. Um, adverts. I think marketing. I think Christmas is a marketing gem. I think it's an achievement of years of drilling into people. Look here. Christ was born on this day. Let's milk him for all we got. Hark. <laughs> Hark. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a great, great thing. <sighs> Family, of course. Because we don't have Thanksgiving over here, so Christmas is very much family orientated. Yeah. Um, that's well, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I stop you there? Because you you're to. wrong, really. Okay. You're wrong. Okay. Because the thing that embodies Christmas are giant inflatable Christmas decorations. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm. So, in the form of WCCY quizzes, as is usual, I'm going to give you four items, mm. and I want you to arrange them price highest to lowest. These are Christmas Wilco inflatable Christmas decorations. Okay? Can I just stop you there? You can. Are these things to go in paddling pools? No, 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 no. Uh, you, it'll become clear. Oh, I'm guessing they're the, be- they're the things that you have in the garden that people either steal or they blow away in the wind. Bingo. Okay, got you. Okay. Item A, the festive inflatable eight-foot Christmas snowman. Okay. What am I supposed to be doing? Price highest to lowest. Oh, okay. okay, so there's item A. Eight-footer. Eight-footer. <laughs> item B is the festive inflatable polar bear. Are any of these not festive? No. Yes, actually. Oh. Item C. Christmas inflatable Christmas tree with presents. Ooh. Is it big, though? Item D. Item D is an inflatable rainbow. An inflatable rainbow. Now, I should point out, all of these um, items are inflatable, obviously, as it tells you in every single one. They are also all lit up, so they have some form of a light source within. Right. Okay? Mm. One more time. Eight-foot Christmas snowman. Inflatable polar bear. About the same size. Christmas inflatable Christmas tree with presents. The tree is seven foot, so the presents are 
excuse listeners because you won't understand this about yay oh per present or what we yeah okay. yay now there's four or five about scattered half a meter at, uh, I'd say more a foot and a half but okay <laughs> <laughs> how long's a piece of string you know what I'm saying exactly and uh, and yeah so you eight foot Christmas snowman inflatable polar bear Christmas tree with presents and inflatable rainbow quite what the rainbow's got to do with the Christmas department I'm not entirely sure but I will have to check up on that <laughs> I will check stocks and let you know so price highest to lowest so is this all from Wilco all from Wilco a Wilco's very own. Wilco Christmas right I reckon it's not pride season they only get a month just a one it's not pride it's not Saint I Patrick's just thought Day. of something what? I just thought of something that I should add the inflatable rainbow has 1000 colour LED lights oh my f***ing god okay so each each uh, ring of the rainbow I've got a cold each leg of the uh, each leg of the rainbow has a, a separate strip of colours alright representative embodying the colour of now, the rainbow now does the rainbow have any clouds around it no no it is clouds. simply half moon right rainbow. so we don't even get the full rainbow which is half of it well <laughs> we don't see the rainbow the other half that's in the earth <laughs> I don't think rainbows go in the earth <coughs> <coughs> it's a big N half a donut half a donut it's easier for you to visualise it if it's in the field, <laughs> isn't it? so. oh yeah got it yeah, yeah. oh right <laughs> oh I see Half a polo. It's like Could've a bent, that, but... bent hot dog. Yeah. A bent hot dog. <laughs> uh, now, just a question. Yes. Hot dogs in brine, yay or nay? Don't do hot dogs. Sorry. Brine, yay or nay? Nay. Brine. Nay. Do you know what brine is? Is it just salty water? Uh, I'd have to check up on that. I don't <laughs> want to come in. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. Um, any feedback on Brian? Please message Harold directly. Yeah. Or mail at wccy.co.uk. Mail? Like actual mail? Yeah. I'd love to get mail. Be so funny. Anyway. So the rainbow, I think, is going to be last. No. Second. Rainbow second. Now we got the polar bear last. No one likes polar bears. Do you like polar bears? Um, I like seeing them get clubbed. <laughs> no, no, um, no, I do. I do like a polar bear. I think they look lovely. Magnificent beasts. I wouldn't get too attached. They're uh, melting. Yeah, <laughs> they're melting. Clinging cling to the ice as we speak. Yep. Um, I reckon that's last. No one wants to be reminded of climate change, especially if it's inflatable. It's going to be on all day. Ironic. Yeah, you it? need to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon the Christmas tree is going to be first. Now, is it a big Christmas tree? Seven foot. A seven footer. So it's not. It's big. Yeah, you know, 
It's like me and that. So it's you plus six foot. <laughs> no, it's me and an iPhone. It's <laughs> good for the listeners, that. Yeah. So you know how big Harold is? Well, think how tall he is as well. <laughs> you're a big lad, and you're tall. Yeah, it's, it's me lengthways, not girth. Oh. The circumference of Harold's yeah. belly. <laughs> Obviously, if it was Luke, we'd be way over the mark. So we... That's why on this occasion we're using Harold. Yeah, we'd be more like a sort of... Uh, we could do an inflatable choir stood stand by side. <laughs> Plus the priest. <coughs> it would have to be measured in yards. Yeah. I think. He's a fat ass as well. Right. I reckon. So we've got the polar bear. That's last. Rainbow second. Christmas tree first. And then it's what's the last one? Hang on. You did last first. No, I know. Second. Right, so first is Christmas tree, second is rainbow, third is... I can't remember what the third one is. Uh, inflatable eight-foot snowman. Mm, people do love a snowman. Nothing mo- looks more horrific than a snowman with no snow around it. Mm. It's horrible. Why haven't you That's melted? another symbol of global warming. What is? That's <laughs> Sounded good in my head, but... Ice. Snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I reckon that's third. And then... Polar bear, last. So Cling from the top, the could edge. you give me that? So could you give me that from the highest to lowest? First Christmas tree, second rainbow, third polar... No. First Christmas tree, second... No. First Christmas tree, second rainbow, third... Stoneman, fourth polar bear. How do you think you did? Dead on. Dead on wrong. Right. First, festive inflatable polar bear. Who wants that? How much do you reckon? I suppose it's like having a dinosaur in the garden, isn't it? Because they're, you know, they're almost Not extinct. really. They're almost extinct. <laughs> oh, yeah, a dodo. I'd um, love to own a big tat, like, dinosaur skull. Tat. No. How much do oh, I like reckon? A real one. Yeah, a real one. Alright. Do you know why dinosaur skeletons are brown? Who? Sorry? Skellingtons? Yeah. Do you know why dinosaur ones are brown? They're old? No. They're actually just normal bones, but they have to like varnish them because they uh, oxidize right. and they uh, crumble straight away. Not straight away. Yeah. Quick, Pull quick, down. quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I reckon it was a really annoying £140. Well, you're in for a surprise. What? £63. I'll go to Wilco this Christmas. Item two was the inflatable rainbow with a thousand colour LED lights. 50 quid? 60 how much is that per bulb? Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, Come on, people. Item three. Any ideas? Rainbow. No, we just said that. Christmas tree. Yeah. 
the eight-foot Christmas snowman. Oh. Coming in at a... Whopping £30. 50 quid. 50 quid. And then the Christmas inflatable tree with presents. 46 99 £30. So there you go. You've just played Wilco Giant Inflatables. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you (laughs) Merry Christmas from Wilco. And we are sponsored. So next week you're going to get a a very Harrods Christmas. Harrods. God, I bet they're going to rip you off. (laughs) It's not up to us. A very Harrods Christmas. Right, well, thanks for the quiz, Harold. Thumbs up there. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 shall we move on? It's more pressing now. Oh. (laughs) Shall we move on to Chibnall's baby? (laughs) Is that like Rosemary's baby? Yeah. (laughs) Shall we put one hand on Chibnall's shoulder and the other on Chibnall's lap? And push. Let's explore what's up his nostrils. Let's stand on the cliff of experience with Chibnall. <laughs> Let's take in the sights, see and the push scenes. him into the sea of tranquility that is. <laughs> yeah, and hope there's a rock at the bottom. <coughs> a wake-up call, if you will. A figurative rock. <laughs> it's a sharp one. Ooh, it's a splinter. Slice him in two. You don't like him, do you? Can't say. No. Can't say. So, Flux. We've come a long way since the first trailer. I remember sitting in that room. I remember sitting in that room when we watched it. We reviewed it. We were the first ones out. It doesn't matter. We were the first people to do a review of the trailer. No one cares. Just to point that out. No one cares. Just going to have a sniff of Albus oil as you oh, take us by the hand. You're supposed to be very careful with it, though. <laughs> Why? It just, it just says it on the box to just, you know, don't Just be very it. careful. Be <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say what. Why? Well, Directions for use. Be wouldn't be messing around with this one. Be very careful. Don't take it to airports because they'll have you. God, I'm ill. Right. So there we were, watching the trailer. We thought it was great. Yeah? You agree? Yeah. 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 Uh, now, six episodes on, it's Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. What happened, Harold? Is this a sort of a deeper question, or are you asking what happened well, this in the story? Is... What do you think happened? Where did it go wrong? What was the first instance where you thought, right, we're not dealing with normal dot do now. This is something else. I Chibnall think the... has done something here. Oh, it's a wrist slitter. It's a ri- <laughs> it's a slitter. <laughs> For me personally, the mistake that Flux has made is not having a clear direction of what it wants to do. Right. So it's got three maybe four strands of plot you've got the 
You got the azure and swarm. Azure. Try and the say flux. azure without sounding posh. Azure. <laughs> azure. You got the uh, the swarm and azure plot. You've got the the flux. The flux. You got the the big flux. Yeah. You got swarm and azure and the flux. <laughs> then you've got. Uh, hang on. <laughs> Chipnell, come on. He's gone. So, yeah, Swarm and Azure. Flux. Flux. Division. Yeah. Uh, maybe Williamson. Or Grand Serpent. Grand Serpent will go. Because he reckon? ties in with Vinden as, Vinder as well. <laughs> See, it's hard. Because uh, is he an actual villain? Or is he just something that just is just there to fill out? He's the story just there. He is, He's just he? there. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't so, know. Well, you can say the same about um, Azure and Swarm because they're not really. They don't affect anything really because they don't even control the flux. They're just there. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing so, happens with the passenger. All those people for me, don't come back. Well, well, for me, that's that's the issue. Is that. Nobody seems to have any motive, really. Other, they're bad. Be- other than they're bad because they're bad. Yeah. And they just happen to be in a place where other bad stuff is happening. Yeah. So it feels messy. I know that's the thing that everybody has been saying. Really, that it was good, but it was messy. It was a bit all over the place. You weren't sure what it was you going to focus on, but it just feels. If somebody said to you, what is the main plot? There has to be something. If you have subplots, that's fine. But for me, it's just got loads of subplots and no main one that's sat on top. It doesn't feel like we're heading towards anything. Well, it didn't feel like we were. Sorry. It's not still going on. Who did the theory? It's not Tokarov, because he did character things. I can't remember whose theory it is, but... Basically, the story's split up into acts of three, aren't they? Beginning, middle, and end. Equilibrium, disequilibrium, equilibrium again at the end. I'm with you. Right? Equilibrium at the beginning. All right, slow down, Hitchcock. You got... (laughs) Is that because I'm fat? We got Dr. and Yaz. Uh, Seemingly just going on about their business like they would, like going on adventures and things. Well, there's a big problem with this. I know. That first scene is Carvinista yeah. dangling them over a pool of acid. Yeah. And they but, never questioned him on that. I think well, they mentioned it, but he was yeah, ready to kill them. Yeah, good. Is he? Yeah. Carvinista's oh. a good guy. Oh. Are you a good person if you dangle the main character Yeah, but that's, over that's, uh, that acid? makes no sense. Why are they doing that? Why is he doing that, sorry? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, we should be starting this story. Not should be, but I mean, it's Doctor Who, uh, modern Doctor Who too. What? <laughs> it's new Who. Yeah, they don't go outside the realms of uh, breaking the mold when it comes to uh, narrative structures. But <laughs> I don't see how Doctor and Yaz go through a journey 
and at the end changes a person because that doesn't happen at all not really no in fact Jody not Jody I'll say Jody but I don't mean the actress Jody I mean the doc I may as well just say the doctor then. Yeah. for the doctor <laughs> <laughs> when I say doctor I mean Dan but we, I'll just well, say it yeah um <laughs> In fact, by the end, the doctor says, you know what, up you. I don't care. I don't care about progression. Chucks the fob watch down into the little hole. Now, I don't mind that. We all knew it was going to happen anyway. There was no way all was going to get revealed when we got three more specials. Well, no way. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I was 50-50. You were 50-50. I was fifty-fifty. Right, I thought yeah. he was—he was, he was going to go balls deep. Yeah, or you, yeah, he was going to chicken out. Well, yeah, thought, evidently chickens out every every uh, end. But I mean, by the end, you just need to come to some conclusion of all right, what happened? What has this story told that made these characters change and become either better, worse, or just? have like some some sort of insight for the audience to think right that happened that changed there was some sort of progression that's satisfying because i feel like I've, i'm at at least a different place from where i was at the start six hours ago it's like going around a roundabout for six hours and then coming back home like right what's the point in that then so gotta fill up in fuel now Along the way, you'll see some trees around the roundabout. May, may even see a squirrel. Huh. But you'll just end up the same place, and we're, we're none the wiser than we were when we watched the trailer, and that is scary. What was all that for? It's only it's... gone to really damage Dogdale, I think. The thing is, it's... And personally, I forgot what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Uh, is your know. shirt brown? No. Looks brown. Well, it's Do not. We- it's not. Do you ever wear brown jumpers or shirts? Or- no. You look good in shit. It suits you. <laughs> it really becomes you. <laughs> yeah. Brings out your shitty eyes. Right. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about flux. It's just crap. I'm trying to just skirt around saying it. Yeah, but it's important to know why. Understand why. <gasps> right, why okay. was it crap? It was crap because nothing happened, basically. The characters have no motivation for anything that they're doing. The villains are there for no apparent reason whatsoever. All the development of the ch- Timeless Child and the Division is just dumped. And we'll just... Don't worry about that. It's fine. We'll move on. Daleks are back for New Year. It... It was just such a wet, damp squib of an end. Squib. It was just a sort of, oh god! After all of that, you just went, I can't do it. I can't do it. Come on, Jim. No, you can do it. Come on, almost there now. I don't. I want can't. To do no, it. I'm not going to do it. Closes the laptop. Gone. It was just. It. Oh. I just don't understand what was wrong with. Because I think you're exactly right. Like, he started this big shift in fandom. This big, you know what, f*** off, I'm going to do what I want to do. Fair. Fair. 
finish it. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. It but is. Now, if you're going to do it, you can't just you can't just go. Woo! It's like it'd be like right. Here's a. This will make more sense for Luke. Here's a. Wa- <laughs> here's a wacko. <gasps> a wacko. Right. Where's that from? What? Is that what brand's that? Uh, there's a, it's a wacko, so it's Aldi. Ooh. Right. So here's a wacko. Right. Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want it? It's empty. Oh, you've eaten it. There you go. Oh. It's showing you this thing. There's nothing inside it. It's just an empty husk. It's all show. There's nothing there. Now, I've heard, uh, especially on the live stream, people say that they just enjoy it for what it is. It's I don't good... know what it is. I don't know what it is. That's fair. I don't know what it is either. I think um, uh, it was... I think what people like about it is that it was... Like you say, it rattled along and told a story that was quick, fast-paced, lots of locations, lots of characters... Uh, I think it it must just give the illusion of this is bigger than what it is. The pr- yeah, <sighs> I've listened to lots of people. I say this every time we do a flux one. I say this every time. Sorry, uh, you know, if I hear one more person say, "I can't believe they did this during COVID," <sighs> shall we tackle that now? <sighs> Uh, it's oh, you if you just think of all the projects even by the BBC that were made during Covid all the films I just don't all, understand what difference it's supposed to make they're there <laughs> they, they're the, literally they are there I think the blacklist is a good example of this uh, I think I've said this in the past as well that they recognised COVID as an actual thing and how they combated, uh, I think it was one of the almost season finales or something like that. They introduced an idea of, right, we'll, we'll do this episode how it was. We won't change the script to accommodate for COVID. We'll do it as it was, but we'll have to change the visual <laughs> language. We'll have to, I, well, I think they just stripped, they did, they just stripped away live action. And just had cartoon. It was just a cartoon. Imagine. No, honestly. So it's, like, it's a live it action. Flux. It's a live action thriller. And uh, yeah, they stripped away. And I mean, my mum loves it. And she said it worked. I wasn't too keen, but at least they committed. They're like, no, we want to do the story, and so we'll do it this way. Now, the, uh, the, if Chibnall, go on. Oh, if um. So Chibnall's had this idea, hasn't he? Of I don't know if, if flux was always a thing or that was because of COVID. I don't know. I feel like we can't, just as much as we can't assume that uh, COVID was the cause of flux being disastrous, I don't think others can assume that that was... It makes know, it, it a made success it okay. because of that. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can assume either way until a creator comes out. And says, yeah, it really impacted us. We had to change the script. And the investors needed us to release something because it's been so long. 
We waited as long as we could, and this is all we had to do. Even if that is true, I don't understand why they chose at this moment in the 60 years of Doctor Who to think, right, we're going to do the biggest series ever. Yeah. Why? And it isn't, though. It isn't, though. No. That's the bit, is that we've been... Not that we've been lied to. I don't want it to come across as that sort of big... We've been lied to! We yeah, deserve you know more! I mean? But no, well, it's, been, it's, it's been sold as this sort of groundbreaking. Yeah. You know, we've never done anything like this before. When So basically, all he is saying there is, we're going to do one storyline, but it's going to be over a load of episodes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about... I want to talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm sick, right? I'm honestly sick of hearing it now, of people saying, yeah, but just think, this was made during COVID, right? But That doesn't mean they had, anything yeah, if you don't know what that entails. They literally, they had permission to do it. Yeah. The doctor hugs Yaz. She'd do that out yeah, of COVID. Yeah, I mean... It does, just because uh, actors are free to, they're know, all they in their own, they're all isolated. in a bubble together. Yes, but crews are massive. You don't like to say that all these this cast and crew have to isolate together. And I'm I'm telling you now for a that fact, didn't happen. an absolute fact, they broke so many COVID rules and regulations yeah, whilst they were making this. You know, There's, and I'm not, and I'm not accusing one, them of that. I'm no, not there won't be one production in the whole world that doesn't even, break COVID rules. That's why even, we, there's COVID yeah. regulators on set. There's yeah, a new job. They're in the where, credits. There's yeah. like three people in the credits that are like the COVID consultants. Yeah, to make sure... That, you <laughs> to know, make sure they go for the guidelines. They should uh, be following the guidelines. I'm not saying that, oh, no. to it. everybody take your mask off, let's just film Doctor Who. I'm but not saying that. If everyone did that job, consultants wouldn't be needed. Yeah. Like, they, the rules would have been broken. Yeah. I don't really know what our point is now, though. No, but I, I, the thing is that, is that it sort of it comes across that, oh, none of us could be more than two metres, you know, less than two metres apart, and all of the film crew were all in hazmat suits and the cameras were all <laughs> sprayed down with hazmat antiseptic. Suits. Do you yeah. know, but that's what it comes across as, as like, oh, all the cameras had to film from a mile away. It's, it's rubbish. It is rubbish. <laughs> it's not how... No. I mean, it's, it's no. Sorry, I, from filming during literally during or between lockdowns uh, in uni. I mean, they we had the the rules and the uh, guidelines of actual film sets. Like, I think uh, the guy who worked on Aquaman, uh, I think he was the DOP or something. But basically, they sourced it from actual Hollywood and cinema and how big production companies make film during COVID and we they, the, my uni sourced um, those COVID guidelines and implemented them in our filming so we had the exact same rules and guidelines as you know productions should have um, our uni film is nothing compared to a full on filming of TV shows and stuff yeah, like that but, it's nothing but uh, like I knew what the guidelines were and I'm telling you now they would have broken loads which isn't okay that's that's i think what we're saying is that it's it's a lenient system and i don't think the whole premise of the show 
and how it turns out can all be blamed just on COVID and Chibnall has nothing to do the with th- it. The thing is, there's definitely, there was going to be less people on set. I think I think we're led to believe that in, in the sort of world of behind-the-scenes stuff that you see now, there's just tons of people. Yeah, there's loads. There's but, thousands. But for this, I doubt there was. I, there's probably no. 20 people on set. No, no, there'll be a lot more than that. Do you reckon? I, d- I don't know, um, but like from well, the behind-the-scenes footage uh, well, that you've seen. On, well, during COVID, no. The, the only people who should be there are the people who are needed, so DOP, oh, yeah, 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 cast. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, you're probably right. There are 20 people on set at filming. Yeah. There should be, anyway. But, I mean, it, 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 it's something, some instances, like uh, in the, I think it's the last episode, the second to last episode, when uh, Dan, Yaz, and... Um, Jericho on the train and for some reason this is when the Victoria man comes in and for some reason they decide to put this really wide lens on when we already had this set before and didn't have this lens but it's so it's such a weird choice that I just assumed that it must be because of COVID because they needed you know the characters need to spread out more and thus the room becomes a lot smaller when they're all spread out so you need a wider lens to fit them all in um I don't know, but like instances like that, yes, I can see how that would shape the production. But to suggest that the script, the written script, was influenced totally by by COVID is just, I think baloney. There's and, no and way. One of the other problems I have is that people seem to use it as a an excuse for when the program's not very good. You can say, yeah, but it was made during COVID. So somehow that's sort of like, oh, yeah, well, it's great then. A, yeah, there is an element of that. Like when things are made during COVID, it's a, it's, it's a whole change, isn't it? It's a shakeup of of teams, like the working from home and things like that. It, it's just, it makes things a lot slower and a lot more confusing. But you, you can't film something from home. You have to be there on set. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's like it's, it's probably one of the only things that you can't do, media-wise, yeah. from home. You know, um, the editing and why, uh, can all uh, be the, done off-site. But uh, yeah, but that's why the blacklist um, with that. I, I need to think, find the episode. It's not that important, but um, that's why they did it in the cartoon because I think they filmed some of uh, the episode live action before COVID. I think so I remember. Imp- this is what you, I think you said this this bit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a really good example, like of of how just it's. I've never I haven't seen someone do a bold choice like that. No, yeah, where, I think I think what I mean is that I think I, you mentioned this before, and I think you said that they'd filmed a bit of it, and then lockdown yeah. happened, and then they thought, do we scrap yeah. or do we? And obviously, because of some ways uh, production works, uh, most ways really, it's like you if you got two good examples really but um you don't start filming at the start of the script that's not how it works it, i'm sure for for people who don't know anyway i'll explain so sometimes like son of rambo filmed the last scene of the film that was the first shot uh during the whole production schedule um which i think it's one of the kids in a in a cinema crying his eyes out uh, reacting to what happened in the rest of the film, and imagine doing that at this, you know, that the last shot of the film at the start of the production. Weird, and 
in other, other instances uh, that aren't very common, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, that film was shot all in order off the script, which is very strange. So start to finish, they just went through it. Uh, it's not pra- not usually practical because obviously you don't know when you're going to have access to locations and stuff like that. And it's just not good for money-wise and uh, the, the, the financial-wise. <laughs> so that's why the Blacklist has shots of live action thrown in there because it wasn't all filmed in order. The thing is, um, as well, COVID's probably made it easier to do all the location stuff because nobody's there. Um, yeah, like that's <laughs> so basically that's how the blacklist handled it. Other series has handled it differently, and I don't want to blame Flux for using it as an excuse because the creators never said anything about oh, they did, they said it was a struggle making it during COVID. Yeah, I don't like how that incites and influences people to assume that's why it's bad. <laughs> Rubbish. It does seem like a bit That's, of... It's just, whoa, it's whoa, a, whoa, whoa, Yeah, it's a disservice to people who have created amazing things during COVID. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't People died during COVID. Yeah. I hate, I hate people using it as an excuse. If it is a genuine thing that affected the production, fair enough. And it would have. But I don't... It's affected the production, but accept- not to the extent that people no. assume that they're going to be... Everybody's six foot away, and none of the actors no. can touch each other ever. And no, I think the best support and argument of what we're trying to say is that uh, there was actually an episode during Flux that was so much better than the rest, and that was episode four. Yep. So, don't know. Although I'd love to see the film schedule to see like when that was filmed. Was that the beginning of COVID? Was that the end? Don't know. So, what other things have you heard? Um, that people say about flux that rile that grinds your gears. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Nothing really. Uh, I just well, uh, I, I've I've heard. Sorry, what were you going to say? I think the, the the main one is people just I seem to think that it comes across that people feel they can't say anything bad. Why? It just feels a bit... It's okay if you didn't enjoy it. You haven't got to say that you did. I I don't know if it's similar to this, but Black Panther was one I can think of. I mean, South Park did an episode on it. Where people who don't enjoy Black Panther felt like they couldn't say... I think this is a far cry from that, but I think it touches on similar points. Like, you, why, why do you think you can't say that you don't like Flux? I think the problem is, is that it, when it becomes a brand like Doctor Who, yeah, and essentially, you know, we're milking that because that's our podcast is based on that brand, milking it dry, baby, milk it. Oh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I don't give a. <laughs> I didn't enjoy Flux, right? Right. That makes zero difference to anybody else's life. And I don't care that I've said that. I don't care that I've said I didn't enjoy Flux. Mm. It feels as though people... It's just just a television programme. 
That's all it is. You can uh, say... Yeah, I don't agree with that. Really? No. Yeah, I, I hate when people say that. Oh, it's just a television. It's just a movie. <laughs> We've invested six hours of our lives into this. That's not even uh, taking into account the countless hours and years that people have been putting into Doctor Who, enjoying it over the years. Not even just watching it. But dedicating their lives away from it, you spent your money on the yeah, Sideman helmet, and it, you it want does... you don't you want to see it represented well. You do want to see you it don't represented want to see it well. tarnished. But then, you know, take a band that you've followed for years and years and years. They release yeah. a new album, and it's not great. Yeah, but you'll just say, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great album. When really, you probably like two songs of it. Yeah, it's like well, you know. I know people will say things like it's good because they want they want to keep up the. It's a it's a really damaging thing to just say things like that when you don't mean it. Say right, say all everyone, even if say eighty percent of people, even if they didn't like Flux, said, yeah, it was all right. Thumbs up. We want more of that. That's what it suggests. We want more of that. So suddenly that will shape Doctor Who into... It could potentially shape Doctor Who into becoming a show that is, like every other traditional show, episodic, one story for six episodes. Did it work for Flux? No. Why? Don't know. It could be because of the writer. It could be because it's not meant for Doctor Who. And it's a different issue in itself. But you just need to... People need to be honest. Yeah, just and be honest about it. If this was crap... Which me and you both think it was crap. Uh, t- right, to put it into then perspective... Then it will not be, it should not be, and hopefully won't be, down at this pit. This level of embarrassment again. Am I exaggerating? Probably. But still, it's not... A, it, this isn't a good fit. For right. Doctor Who. I'm going to say we something. Want to see it flourish. I'm going to say something now, and I'm going to hopefully steer it back to make people... not agree but understand what I'm saying after watching Flux I don't want to watch the New Year's episode I don't want to watch the specials and I'm completely uninterested that Russell's taking over again yeah okay so Mm -hmm. for me I'm out I'm out of Doctor Who now really and I'm honest about that like I'm out that is no different to how in Classic Who, when Colin took over or Sylvester took over, people went, nah, I'm out. It is different. Because now Colin, let's say Colin took over and people said, I'm out. They haven't seen any, any of Colin yet. It's like what I did with Matt Smith. I said, I'm out. I haven't seen any of him yet. We've seen three seasons of Jodie. Yeah. Plus potentially one of the biggest stories of Doctor Who's life. Yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying is that when Colin took over, people would watch Twin Dilemma, uh, you know, Revelation of the Dark, whatever. After like two or three episodes in, they'd be like, "I'm done now." I've watched enough of Jodie and Chibnall that I I just don't care about the specials, and because of that, I don't care about what happens after that either. If people it, tell me it's yeah. good. I might dip in, but I have no interest. I genuinely it's a shame. don't. It's like when it, when we when we did the after show, 
um, on Monday. And yeah. I said this, I said, I have no interest to watch the specials. And you jokingly said, oh, come on, you will watch it. Unless I have to do it for the podcast or for the after show. I probably won't even do it for the after show, actually. I'll just do what Oh, I yeah, I've, I've been gone ages ago. Um, yeah, if it weren't for the podcast and yeah, the after I, show and stuff. I just don't get it. I don't know who it's for. All I know is that it's not for me. I'm glad that people have enjoyed it. I just wish people would... Just be completely honest, because I've listened mm. to reviews of people and they have zero, nothing bad to say. And, yeah, that's, and I, it has to be below. Yeah, it. I'm sorry. It has to be. I, I can't see it. I cannot see it, how it is perfect. Jodie is I, I get subject- a, um, incredible. The companions, incredible. The story, oh my God, mind-blowing. Well... I get, I get if people uh, relate to the characters and find Jodie like the best Doctor ever. That's subjective. I get it. But when we're talking about uh, the story structure, how it's shot, uh, it just uh, the whole makeup of the lore of Doctor Who and where it's going to go, it doesn't make any sense. I just like, don't know what they're doing. Financially, I don't, I don't understand why they would do this. It's just not good, and uh, this. Full stop. Yeah, that's it. It's hard to argue it. It's not subjective. It's like the the show isn't incredible. Do you know what? I had another moment of realization when the next episode, Doctor Who, one that we're going to be doing is Delta and the Bannerman, the Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, and I watched it for the third time last night to do my notes, and I had more fun watching that than all the flux. Yeah. And it's not great. It isn't. Mm. But I had, I just, I was in all the way. Like, I laughed at how bad some stuff was. Yeah. But whenever I watch this, if there's something bad, I just think, oh. It's like, it's not trying. It's trying, but I don't know what it, what it's trying. I think the the thing with Sylvester's era, and by, by the way, I know we're saying that it's bad. I'm not giving any examples. I truly think Flux speaks for itself. We don't need to give any examples. Watch it, and you will know. Like, well, no, no, I I, I disagree there because there's that many people that just say it's incredible. The performances were outstanding. Vinda is, I think, one of the one w- of wooden the actors. Worst. Yeah. He wasn't in Game of Thrones, although he was playing a wooden character. But I haven't seen him anything. I don't want to be too harsh, but like, it's uh, honestly it's so though. clear. And I get, I, I get it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, even non-subjective things are subjective. But like, that's just the way. it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. COVID's real. Uh, no, it's not. There you go. I, I don't you know mind I mean? saying it. That personally, this era of Doctor Who, some of the actors are. They're not great. No. Uh, no. And the thing is, it's even some of the mains are sort of iffy. Not in, I don't mean that in a harsh way, but it's just things like sometimes we say about Jodie is like, oh, she's great when. It's like, oh, she's yeah. she's great when she's with an actor who's... It's like what we used to say, what we say about Tennant, is that David Tennant's 
for me, I, I, he's not a great, great doctor, but he's great when the person he's acting with is a better actor than him. It, it, because it just pushes them. I think it's the same with anything. Whenever you put in a situation with somebody who's better than you are, it pushes you. Yeah. It's like people say, never be in a band when you're the best person in the band. You've you've always got to be in a band with people that are better than you. Is that why you left the other band? Yes, yeah, so I said. F- <laughs> <laughs> I I, I want to go back to what you said about uh, Sylvester McCoy and how that's more enjoyable. Go on. For me, I think it's the consistency of Classic Who. While the stories and th- uh, some of the themes and obviously the characters aren't consistent because the they differ every story, but you know what you're going to get if you watch a Colin story. You know what you're going to get with a Pertwee story. With Jodie's era, you can't even predict what the audience, who who it's for, what, what the target audience is. I don't know. Just think of what a far cry the first episode was from episode four of Flux. They seem like completely different shows. There's not an ounce of comedy in episode four. When there is, it's 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 like dark humor. It it doesn't really. It's the only one that has the gravity in it that is, I think, sufficient to represent the flux. And every other episode does not do that. Even the last episode is just woeful. It's just a <laughs> poor attempt. Uh, oh. If it even is attempting, because it doesn't seem like it is. But just that lack of consistency, and it, it just... It's just frustrating. It's not what, yeah, it's frustrating. And when you keep seeing these things, it just amounts to frustration, and you just think, well, at least we'll have a big revelation, revelation. We'll have a big revelation at the end. Yeah. And we didn't even get that. No. <laughs> didn't even get it's, that. Honestly, it is mind-blowing. <laughs> it is. And to be fair... Um, I'm glad when I mentioned about that I have no interest to carry on watching. I thought it was just me being a bit of a misery. Yeah. And I listened to the Strangers in Space podcast. I sent you the clip of it as well. Yeah. And Simon said something similar that not that you know, not that he said I never I'm not watching this now because it's a it thing, but after watching Flux, it hasn't really made him excited to carry on like it's just yeah he could could leave it and it was that moment that i thought right it is okay for me to actually say this yeah that not not that i wouldn't have said it but i just feel a little bit more like there's a weight that's lifted a little bit knowing that it's not just me saying i'm out It's just the natural response when like you're in a crowd, isn't it? Like you, that's why riots start. You feel like more. You feel like you just got the power to be who you are. Yeah, and oh. and that's the other thing is that you don't want to come across like those idiots. See, I don't think you will if you explain what you mean. Uh, when, you when we say those idiots, mean, we mean like uh, nerd, nerdotic, and uh, okay. what's oh yeah. Uh, heel versus baby face. Just yeah. they are the the <laughs> on the shield of fandom. They've got nothing good to say. No. 
And I, I want to drill home like the point of why this is important. Because I'm not a massive fan of Doc TV, you know this. But I do enjoy talking about it. Because it's, it's one of the big, uh, if not the biggest institution of uh, like BBC and the UK TV and film. It's the longest running sci-fi series ever. Yeah. It's like, that's mad. And it's it's British. And in the last few years, you can see that, especially because of Brexit, I mean, it, 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 we've always been close to America, haven't we? Yeah. And I think it's incredible how such a small island is still competing against the masses of Hollywood and stuff like that. And we're still producing film like The Father. I'm, I'm going to, like, I could, do you know what? If anybody hasn't seen The Father, have you seen it yet? No, 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 I'm saving it. If anybody, this week. Uh, I watched The Father, uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, what's her name, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Jesus Christ, brilliant film. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have a, a Olivia Coleman uh, omnibus. I think yeah. she's in another film called The Favorite. I need to see that as well. So I'm gonna watch those. But yeah, I, I'm gonna hold my hand up. I'm gonna say this, not in yeah. a sort of, you know, not in a Brexity way, because I've always thought this. I think the British do sci-fi better than anybody else. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, that's a subjective, subjective, you know, it's really subjective. I mean, you, you need say, to define exactly what sci-fi is as well. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? But it's a massive conversation. Are you okay? I yeah, just uh, smashed my hand <laughs> against the mic. Um, the Germans but do you, it quite well as well, but... The Germans. The Germans. <laughs> yeah, they do it all right as well. I just think it's like such a, like such a small island producing these things, and you you see like even like um, film in the north, like things are getting built. Media City has grown in Salford so much, uh, even since I've been there. Yeah, last uh, few years, and it's still growing, and there's still like production companies opening up in the north, and for such, and it's BBC Wales. Is it still BBC Wales? Yeah. It's not anymore, is it? it, it not is. anymore. No. It, no. it will. It, w- this is the last time it will be. Oh well. Uh, well, I don't know. And it's moving production. You can company, see how so. exactly why this is BBC. So you it, think they want to keep it close to their chest? The, thing, it's the, the problem, biggest thing they've made. One of the problems I've had with New Who is that it feels not that it's been like Americanized. That's a, a term. But it, it's taken a lot of inspiration from American sci-fi, where yeah, and so it should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. that's the way. But I think like, that's the way film and TV works. They take inspiration from all over the world. Yeah, and especially sci-fi. I mean, with the likes of Marvel, say what you want about it, but it makes money. That has to inspire someone. It does make money, yeah. They, um, but if, and I'll be honest. But, I don't think they're bad, but they're not amazing. But I just, I think I have a fascinate, fascination with Marvel just because a whole film franchise in itself is causing a film movement. That's insane. That's amazing. I love that. Incredible. I'm making tons of money from it as well. That I, That's just the marked here. Yeah. But I think, I think that it ha- that has to have, influence and it does but i think it's sad that doctor who's been stripped away now from bbc sony's coming in and it's just it's losing its identity and why is that important because the identity of britain like it's what doctor who is british 
And I think raising these concerns and saying Flux wasn't good, we don't like this, I think it's, it's too too little too late, to be honest. It's already been sold. And uh, well, what will be, will be. And hopefully it'll be better. But I don't think it should stop. We can still curate it and shape it into a more British like aesthetic. So, yes, it's more American and Americanized. But at the core hopefully still british so that's why i think it's important yeah. to have these discussions i think i think that's not just doctor who it's just the whole institution and that's the main industry. thing is that it's not the americanization that's the issue it's just that that sort of thing i'm not a fan of the the style that americans make sci-fi in i've never been a huge fan of mm. that style i've never been a huge fan of it which is why I'm not a massive fan of Marvel and everything, because it's all about, not all about, but it's, there's a big family value thing. Yeah. So it's a very Americana way of thinking. Yeah. Like family. So I think that's the the crux of the flux problem. Aye. But this is the last episode, Harold. <gasps> <laughs> We did it. We're finally there. We bested it. How do we think it went? Uh, four out of ten. <laughs> hmm. I don't like rating systems like that. He doesn't like them. No. So, The Vanquishers, episode six. Synopsis taken from the TARDIS wiki. Having taken control of Division's base in the void and of the precious fob watch containing the memories stolen from the Doctor by Taktayun, Swarm and Azure stand poised to achieve their ultimate revenge. Meanwhile, the Santarans, working in conjunction with the Grand Serpent, have taken Earth once again as part of a gleeful, gleeful, gleeful scheme to exploit the Flux to become the dominant species in the cosmos, once and for all, surpassing even the Daleks and the Cybermen, men. With the help of Joseph Williamson and his tunnels through time, the Doctor's stra- Got a mill. The Doctor's stranded companions must unite to vanquish the ultimate threats to life in the universe. Double stop. Where would you like to start? I won't go through the whole story, but hello. What? Yeah, I was just wondering, have you got any beds? Yeah, psych ward. Yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> One. Now, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh... I'm so, the problem is I'm so uninterested <laughs> in everything that the flux has done. I liked Village of the Angels. That was all right. That I enjoyed that. It was really good. Everything else, I'm so bored watching. That's all it is. I'm just bored. Right, and I think that can be attributed to the lazy writing that I think is terrible in episode six. It's awful we've got one episode left we've written ourselves into a corner 
How can the doctor be in three places at once? <laughs> I got it! Three places at once. Brilliant. Do you think that there was maybe... I hate to bring it back to COVID, but do you reckon there was a plan to have maybe Matt Smith and David Tennant? Uh, no. No? No. Just a bad idea. Why? It? Why? Just that maybe they just didn't want to bring another two actors into the COVID bubble. Oh, so... Sort of like how... To have like a multi-doctor story that is a multi-doctor story, not just... In actual... Yeah, yeah. just not three... The same doctor. Yeah. Duplicates. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of like how... What's her name? The... Fugitive? Like how the fugitive doctor was there earlier on in the series, but now it's gone. Just gone? Cause it's, yeah, because it seems like the Doctor should have split herself apart and then the... I mean, it still wouldn't make much sense, but at least it would be more interesting. The problem is, right, here's another thing to for that COVID-related thing. Yeah. Is that some people said that the reason we didn't really see Joe Martin interact with the rest of the cast is because she wasn't really there because of COVID. But we've seen photos of her like that with all of the other cast. So either she's breaking COVID guidelines in that set by taking those photos with everybody or it was badly filmed and they just didn't use her I don't know oh, do you reckon they didn't bring is that why uh, people said she's not back because of Covid no 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 not because of Covid but the reason that we just sort of get snippets of her and she's in a mirror rather than it appears that she's not on the set but she was obviously because yeah. of the photos she took with everybody. So either the reason she's not on screen properly... Oh, because she's she's not, like, at, she's not in the scene, the same scene. Well, she's in the same scene as Jodie, but she's not in the same room. Yes. Narratively. Narratively. But, but in real life... she was. She yeah. was. So either yeah. the photos are her breaking COVID guidelines, and on screen they're following them, or it's just badly written. Or badly written and directed. Probably the latter. <laughs> Probably. I well, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I, it's a weird choice doing that, bringing Joe Martin in and then just not finishing it off. But I, I'm not really clued in all the fugitive dogs and stuff. I'm not really. That's not the problem. Because yeah. we. I'm guessing that he's, uh, that's the whole point in the specials. That's going to wrap up Joe Martin and stuff like that. Uh, even if it doesn't, I think um, someone said in the live stream, "What's his name? The glasses guy." Which one? The the one who went like quartered the way through. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Someone said on the live stream. I can't remember who. Uh, they said that it's exciting how it looks to be like a collaborative effort from different showrunners, and how next the next showrunner Russell can wrap up what Chibnall started. I think that's a f- terrible idea, and goes against whole collaboration process anyway. <sighs> it's not collaborative to have a showrunner, like one showrunner rule all and then pass it on to someone else. Collaborative is having multiple showrunners working together to make something good. Uh, passing the bat on isn't collaborative, really, is it? It's just passing stuff yeah. to another person because you're done with it. I, although I do get get what they mean. Um, I don't... 
it it to me it'd be if I was gonna be showrunner, I'd find it incredibly just insufferable to have to wrap up someone else's dirty work, especially if it was Chibnall's. I don't want to do that. It was shit. The only reason I think I'd want to do it is to show off like weren't they crap? I think I can do it better. The thing with Chibnall, there. not me, but I'm just. Pretend to be a director. The thing with Chibnall no. is that Direct from day one, I pretend to be a showrunner. <laughs> the thing with Chibnall is that from day one, he seemed such a strange choice. Because all of his stories that came before, they're not forty-two. Like they're pretty bad, to be fair. Well, they're not pretty good, are they? Exactly. Do, do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're <laughs> not—they're not great stories, are they? Whereas Moffat, as much as I'm not a fan of Blink, Blink took the took Doctor Who by storm, didn't it? I know yeah. he, had, he had the lowest viewing figures at the time, but that's a story that people were sort of bloody hell. Like this is this is great. Yeah. So that you know he sort of had a bit of a pedigree, but with Chibnall. It was just sort of, remember that shitty pub quiz one that he did? Yeah. And the other one, it's like... To make him show run. Like, if it was, say, say it was Mark Gatiss, he's probably got a, be- a better pedigree than Chibnall. I don't think he'd be a great idea as a showrunner, but do you know what I mean? It's just, it's all seemed like a bit of an odd choice. I, I just think the whole idea of showrunner is just archaic. I don't Why? It needs to be more than one Why? person. I guess it's like similar to a director, but the difference is directors of films usually have just that one film or a trilogy or something like that, and it's theirs. But this is a sixty-year-old TV show. It doesn't translate. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. We've covered this in the past, but it just doesn't. Um. But yeah, the laser writing in Flux is rampant. And, I mean, just countless things. Grand Serpent, left on a rock, don't care. Yeah, walk through door, As your leave. Gone. As you're in Flux, gone. No one cares. Swarm. Like, I mean, you can even go through all the plot holes. Ugh. I we I thought the Earth was the centre of, uh, the epicentre of where the Flux was converging into but apparently that's not the case it's actually Atropos but in the previous episode it was explained that Earth was and if Earth was why is there still loads of stars in the universe in the galaxy why has the flux got to this point oh. and just before it gets to Earth it only takes a few ships to slow it down to a full stop now I've seen why? I've seen an explanation that the Ood that is still up on Division is sort of rewinding the flux. Is that explained? It's not explained. Is but it even... It, it, the Ood is doing something, isn't he? It. Why? Okay, maybe even if he is, why? 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 Why does he just go full-on against his master? I don't know. Maybe because he Do you reckon the master right might be coming back? I mean, they didn't subtly hint it. Like, if that was the case, though, then it's a simple, simple thing. When Swarm dissolves Tatooine, 
one simple shot back at the Ud. That's it. Yeah. Because then we can insinuate from it's that so that shot has some lazy. relevance. It is. Then I can assume, right, okay, so the Ud might want to have some sort of like... The thing is, as well... Um, revenge or something like that, but we don't get any of that. But they've chosen it's something. The Ud have no motivation. All they do is serve. They're just... I don't know much about film. I haven't got a clue. But it's doing... It's... Oh, it doesn't explain anything. It just makes you... You're just supposed to assume that these things are happening. Yeah, and... And I get that. You you, like, you don't have to I have... Do as well. You don't have to have everything spelt out for you. There's no, no fun in that. No, but then when it's just random, and, okay, it's up to the audience, what's the point in a showrunner when they're not injecting their vision of what the show could be or should be? When it's up to the audience, what's the point then? We don't need a showrunner. We just need a group of a crew, talented crew, who can just make Is it. anybody script editing this? I'm not saying this is a joke. They, they can't there must, be. There has to be somebody that is sat there going, hang on, that doesn't make the, sense. The, well, he's like quality insurance. Well, quality well, insurance. Like, you, like in old Who, you used to have Terence Dix and you know Barry Letts. So Barry Letts was effectively the showrunner. He was the producer. It was like his say of like, yeah, I like that story. Let's go with that. By the end of the year, yeah. I want the Doctor to get killed by this thing that he's been chasing or whatever, you know. And then yeah. the stories would come in and Terence Dix would go through the script and go, that doesn't make sense. Get rid of that because it doesn't... There's no point to it. That doesn't, that doesn't need to be there. You can't say that because in the last episode we said that this doesn't exist, blah, 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 blah. It just feels like there's nobody doing this and Chibnall is script editing himself. In his bath. I it, no, it, it, honestly, it feels as if he's... It does. He's, uh, the problem with Flux as well is that every episode that comes out undermines the episode that came before it. <laughs> yeah. The whole Flux series undermines the series as a whole. It just does. Chibnall's era is undermined. Literally undermined. The show. Right. Okay. Then do something with it. And again, we're not. We're just baited. And that's the annoying thing. It's not just we're let down. And that Chibnall's baiting his audience. It's thinking there's more than what there actually is. And it's just awful. <laughs> and it's exhausting. That's a big reason why we don't want to carry on. We will. Because I do want to see Dog 2 succeed. I want. I really, really want... To talk about Doctor Who and not feel like an absolute gimp, yeah. <laughs> like it was back in the day. Yeah, it's it's it, granted it, I was a kid, but yeah. I mean, I don't see that argument even stands anymore. Like it's a kid show. Marvel is massive. No Way Home is the pre-sales. It's, yeah, when that was, it's outsold. I think it's the, the most sold ever. A Spider-Man film. That's gone. It's out the window. Window now of like, oh, it's it's science fiction. It's for kids and stuff like that. The one thing, even if you hate Marvel, at least they know their audience. They know exactly who their audience is, and the audience know exactly who they are and why they like it. I think the thing with Marvel is not necessarily that they know what their audience is, but their audience is wise enough to sort of know what to expect. Whereas with Doctor Who. You're not sure what you're going to get anymore. 
No, and that's always been the case. I mean, that's all been through Classic here as well. You're never sure what you're going to get. You know, really, like, if you have got the show and you've got the Doctor, you know what the agenda would be, what kind of themes. Like, Pertwee's is radically different from Troughton's era. Uh, yeah, for the most part. The end series of Troughton, end, end of Troughton's third series, is very setting up the blueprint for what Pertwee's going to be. So that it's a, And that's a great way of doing it, because... The transition then into Pertwee is like, you're going to get some of this, yeah. you're going to get some of this, regenerate, and then you're in. Yeah. So, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if you take a Pertwee, you're going to be a lot more sort of, I don't want to say James Bondy, but it's a lot more action. There is a lot of yeah that sort of thing. Yeah, and maybe that's the point in showrunners. Maybe it's, all right, because they can go anywhere and do anything and see anyone. It's TARDIS and the universe. Maybe each showrunner is for a different kind of audience. If that's true, why are we getting Russell back? I don't understand why it's happening. No. I don't understand why he's wanting to do it. I don't I don't think he'll stay. I yeah. I I was gonna Yeah. I'd I I think this is why I think we're gonna keep this like episodic format of Doctor Who because it means that showrunners can should can only stay if they wanted to for a year because they can do a full story and wrap it up and go. Doesn't Maybe. necessarily mean that the Doctor has to go, but we might see uh, more of a reform in what. It means to be a show. Do you think we're going to get... And I hope that's the case. Do you think we're going to get the multiverse thing? I... Yeah. Because yeah. Bad Wolf Productions, yeah. their um, limited company is called Hooniverse One. <laughs> okay. Hooniverse. They need to make a better name, but... Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Do you think? And I think... Yeah, and so it should. So it should. We might, like, maybe... I mean... It just allow. It's not really for us, it's for them. They can then say, right... We can dedicate this series in particular, say Sarah Jane Adventures, to kids. We can dedicate Torchwood to the teenagers, young adult, stuff like that. Yeah. We can dedicate Doctor Who to families. We can dedicate this other one to more adult. And yeah, it's separating the audience a bit, but I mean, Marvel did exactly the same thing. We got um, Daredevil on Netflix. That was incredibly gruesome. It's a, a far yeah, cry it, from from like mainstream Marvel films. It's in an awkward um, place, Doctor Who, though, isn't it? That It would probably, to do that sort of thing, it would probably work much better on a streaming service. But then the very foundation yeah. of what Doctor Who is is this British thing that is on BBC. Yeah. So it's sort of you're stuck, really, aren't you? You sort of the BBC give it up, and then it's sort of like, oh, it's gone to Netflix yeah. or whatever. But to survive, it it probably needs to. It's either going to kill it or cure yeah. it. Yeah. But at what cost? But at what cost? But yeah, I think it's going to do. Down a multiverse route, it just makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's just a new thing. 
It's the new thing. It's a new, uh, it's a new wave, I think, of TV. The new flock. So yeah, but yeah, the the last episode of Flux was as we thought it would be, just awful. I don't really want to talk. Yeah, about Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, there's no point though. There's no point because otherwise no. you're just going to be people. Are, you you at home, you're just going to be listening to us just saying I didn't enjoy that bit. I didn't enjoy that bit. No, but uh, I hope that's why I didn't want to go into the actual episode too much because it's just going to be I didn't enjoy that. That didn't make yeah. sense of that. But at least now we've got we've got we've got a better grasp of the direction. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and the choices they made. I hope they don't make them again. But I don't think they're learning from their mistakes because they're bringing back the showrunner. Yeah, I will from season one. Not that that was a mistake. I mean, it, it that was the, why Doctor Who would even talk about Doctor Who because of Russell, and you like you can't take that for granted. But <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't I, I honestly don't think we're gonna go back. I don't think we're gonna go back to the way it was in season one, two, and three, and whatever. It it doesn't happen because auteurs don't work like that. They don't grow if the, if if directors and showrunners aren't growing as a person, then it's pointless being them because then they're just a machine churning out the same thing. So it won't be the same thing as we, what we saw in season one to four. Plus, it's it's gonna be made by a different company. Much bigger company, um, Americana values possibly. I think it's going to be a very different show. I hope it, and I think Russell being at the crux of it, I hope will be able. To, he'll be able to like bleed in those British sentimentals. That I think makes it Doctor Who, and I hope we see that. But until we get there, we've got three more specials to waste our time yeah. on. Why? I can't be. I think. I think that's. It's gonna be crap. When, I think when that was announced, it's re- that really undermined Chibnall, and I feel, I feel sorry for him in that regard. That all people are thinking about, well, not not all that they're thinking about, but that has put this big shadow over him. Of here comes Russell. It's just it's the sword hanging over his head. Of yeah. you know Russell's coming back, and, and so it should know. be. But Chibnall didn't listen. He didn't listen and didn't want to listen. That's what happens. I'd like to see what he does after Doctor Who. Asda. Um, Asda adverts. The thi- oh. That's Asda Price. The thing is, personally, I don't know how you feel about this. Like We haven't really spoken about this. I don't want to carry on with New Who like that, as in when the the New Year's one comes out and da-da-da-da-da. I know we're going to be doing the after show, so I don't mind talking about that, but I don't want to be doing it week in, week out. No. Well, well no, be, but... Yeah. Like, I think we should do the specials, but it depends. If it's amazing, then why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah. it will be, but... No, I, I don't. I don't. The mm, thing is, as well, the the first know. one won't be. I don't think because it's a, a special, uh, and I mean that in the sense of it's a festive special, and they're never yeah, they're, they're not they're no. ju- they're just there to you know to make you get over your hangover. They're just yeah, they're they're pointless. They're just, they're just there to have Doctor yeah, Who on at that time where the family's yeah. around. 
There's a handful of them that I think are, are, are good. That many? On the whole, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I know. It's the whole point in Christmas specials, though. It's just a... Yeah, yeah. It's the mark and occasion. Yeah. Not much more. Um, uh, but there we are. I think the only thing left to talk about is the new special and what we saw for the next time. Which we didn't see much. No, it was... We got a, a comedian again. Yeah, as, uh, she was in... She's been in a few things. I found her unbearable in... Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what's it bloody called? Taskmaster. She was in the series with Bob Mortimer. And she's just okay. sort of... I am funny, honestly. I'm going to prove it. Well, it was, but, you know, yeah. there's loads of comedians that I don't like that turn out to just be normal. They're all right actors. I haven't seen her in anything yeah. else, really. I've seen... Well, I mean, look at uh, John John Bishop. Yeah. He turned out to be all yeah, right. He's, okay. he's probably one of the be- better actors in the series, which is surprising. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we got Return of the Daleks, which I thought they all died, but apparently not. I think a few ships didn't die with the flux. Obviously, well, they didn't. The, uh, uh, yeah, and what what happens? Uh, what are the repercussions of of the flux? Of the what? <laughs> exactly. We it will know. be. It will be that. It'll be exactly what I just did. It'll yeah. Be. I hope not. I hope not. I can't think. I hate to bring it back to Marvel again, but they had a very similar thing uh, with the blip where it was this universe event that made half the universe disappear. And still in the, <laughs> the episode of Hawkeye that came out Wednesday, they're still talking about it. And that film came out in like 2019, I think, or Endgame. Like, it's just, I just feel like, especially with this multiverse, they're trying to build a brand, and there's no way you can do that if you're not utilising the history of what's come, like what's been in the past. I think if you're going to try and do um, something like that as well, you've got to have a load of people to sort it. There's continuity managers, aren't there, the advisors yeah. that sort through all that. But I, I think I, more I in the I, sense of, if you're going to go down the multiverse route and... Maybe using the flux as like the central part of what's going to splinter out into the multiverse yeah. thing. I think you've got to have more than one person coming up with that idea because otherwise they're just lumbered with it. Like Russell's Russell's team will just be lumbered with the flux, and the, yeah. you know. And I'm saying that in the same way of if. Moffat left with the the crack in the wall, and we never really found out what Amy's crack was all about. And then it's like, well, Chibnall's yeah. left with Amy's crack to sort out. <laughs> but Is do you that, know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. yeah, and I I hope it all gets yeah, like a reset button because it's it's not fair on Russell, and it's crap anyway. I don't want to be reminded of that for like two. I years really don't care about the division either. And apparently we're not no, supposed to. Oh. We don't. Yeah, apparently we're not now. supposed to. Done. They just and the mass is coming back. When does he? The not? thing is, that shouldn't be the revelation at the end of the show. It should be like an after-credit scene, like oh, and we got this to come. It shouldn't be like the, the be thing all is, end though, all of like oh, that's flux. The that little speech 
feels as if it was written to be a bit sorry to be subtly dropped in like whatever the the line is god hiccups now whatever the line is <laughs> of like trying to be sold and try not linger the shot on for like five minutes yeah but no the master look at the camera wink look back <laughs> it's just it's not subtle no. you can't use a word like master and have it so vague it's like oh jesus christ it, it honestly like if they need somebody to just go over all of the stuff like that and just be like you can't use that like that it's so clunky Oh god, I hope they use like the multiverse and stuff like that. I don't think they will. Because di- if they do, then we can just assume that this universe is crap. Or we can leave it there. Yeah, I suppose. Now we can go on to a different. It's almost like a like like I said, like it's a very soft reboot. That's there. It's still there. It's still canon. But this is just I'm a just, different timeline. Or oh, it's annoying. I'm. Just, I really thought they were going to do I'm it. I'm just but they didn't. so uninterested yeah. in what New Who is doing and is going to do. I could not yeah. care less. At some point, I'd like to want to discuss what could it do, but not now. Not now. This is about. I think talks. that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting episode for us to sit down together and come up with a a yeah. series plot. Yeah. Of series thirteen B. Oh, uh, what, what could have happened? happened, and then a season okay. fourteen, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A breakdown of like... So you want to talk about Flux even more? Well, no, no, nothing to do with the Flux. It's like, if you were, if somebody said, Chibnall's not well, he can't do season 13. <laughs> he's not well. no, do well. you know what I mean? Like, he can't do it. There's no way he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. You've got to do it. What are you going to do? You can do whatever you want. It's just, it's got to be done. And the same thing for taking over after that one as well. Mm. I, I don't, and if we do that, I don't think it's uh, in the sense of, oh, aren't we good? It's more... Look how bad we are, and we did it better. Yeah, and I think I think that it'd be interesting to do the fl- like season thirteen B. So like you've got all of the stuff that Chibnall set up, like the Timeless Child and the Division. You've got to sort that out in a way, and then clear the path because next season is your season, and you can do whatever you want. It was it should be as if Russell was brought in. We need to be we need to do an episode where we're Russell. But we've had to do the Flux series, so give ourselves the same boundaries that they've been set. You need to sort this plotline out and this plotline, but then you need to clear it up yeah. ready and then propose what you're going to do next season. Okay, so it's still Flux and the characters and the... And doesn't have to... D- no, plan. doesn't have to be the base. I think it should, because if we can just do whatever we want, then it doesn't really mean much, I think. I think it, what I mean is that it just needs to sort out the the plot points that were set up in season 12. So the Timeless Child and the Division. Because that's what it's basically trying to sort out, isn't it? I think very, yeah. very basically it's Shoehorn in the Division, which is nothing. And the Timeless yeah. Child, we don't want to know. I think that would be really interesting to sit down and just storyboard yeah. it out. Like proper do it bubble and do it properly. Yeah. You got your whiteboard? Yeah. No, I think it would. I think that would be really interesting. Go to Wilco's. Big one. Get some pens, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do that. And if anyone else listening would like to join in on that, contribute your thoughts and uh, we can put it in a big old smelting yes. pot and churn out something mix, that mix, mix, can mix. actually be... Uh, yeah. Put a bit of virgin pubes in there. <laughs> the blood of a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Um, the foot of um of a puppy that's just have had its first dinner. Nice. And uh some ox balls. <laughs> Took it all in there and we should get something nice tangible to sink our teeth into. But for now, I think that's flux sorted. And it's I'll be honest, Harold's been it, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna be miserable. around. The bush. I'm glad we saw it yeah, through though. Still. I'm glad we saw it through. So yeah. Just like Thanks to, for listening to uh, listening to our ramblings, everybody. And uh, I hope it it, it was uh, normal service will resume. Again, once again, thank uh, goodness. We're back. I know. I get to choose my story. You could choose choose your story for the Delta and the Bannerman one. Which will be next week. Yes. Should I do well, that then. now? So next week we're going to do Delta and... Can I choose my episode? I'm not doing a randomizer. I'm Go sick on. of it. Only for this week. Um, I know exactly what you're going to choose. I Asylum so. of the Daleks. So I'm going to choose Asylum of the Daleks. Been talking about it for a bit. And now I finally want to tackle it. I want to get it by the throat, shove it down on the floor grab its ankles and shove it right in your ears. That's the uh, Matt Smith one, isn't it? It is. So Clara's first episode. So that's for, for next week. You can send in your thoughts about Delta and the Bannerman. There is a thread already on Twitter for that one. And uh, an Asylum of the Daleks. That's next week. Mm. So look out for Luke's episode of Look Who's Talking, our Flux episode. And also, we've been whoring ourselves out to another podcast. Selling ourselves. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted on that one. My adventure in space and time. So, um, yeah. Sorted. It's been wonderful, Harold. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for everything. Um, Good luck with the podcast. Thank you. uh, Take care. All right, then. And uh, this ends... The last ever episode of Skulf. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. You can send in your feedback, comments and suggestions by contacting us. On Twitter, at WhoCanConvince. Email us at mail at wccy.co.uk or visit www.wccy.co.uk Be sure to leave the podcast a rating and a review on your podcast platform. For bonus content and access to the podcast Discord server, consider supporting us on Ko-fi. You can find all the links and information on the WCCY website. Thanks for listening and thank you for your support.